today's a little bit of this and a little bit of that is inspired, the thoughts are inspired by the very recent death by suicide of uh, Sushant Singh Rajput. So I'm calling it a little TLC for that thing that we call our mind. First off, what is the mind and what's the brain and can we just use them interchangeably? Here's what I've learned. The brain is the organ that's inside our skull. Everyone has a brain that looks like everyone else's, just like everyone's hand looks like everyone else's. The mind, on the other hand, is unique. It's a construct. My mind is that thing that I've drummed up, conceptualized, attached my sense of self to, Now, you could peer long and hard at my brain. You could probe, cut, test, extract my brain cells. But my mind, well, that is out of bounds. That is truly private. It's who I am. And the only person who knows what's going on in that mind is me. And even that's not anywhere close to 100% of the time. Now, this brings me to a little TLC for the mind. TLCs and not travel and living channel and I'm dating myself (laughs) but tender loving care. Now I know I have a problem when there's a throbbing pain behind my eyes. I give it a name no matter that I'm not a doctor and that I have no medical training whatsoever. I call it a migraine and then I give it a couple of hours then I pop a painkiller the pain goes away life goes on and if it doesn't I go to a doctor who makes the pain go away. Now, I'm feeling sad, a meeting went badly, I thought I sounded foolish and now I'm wishing I'd done this or that and there's a tinge of regret, I go to bed pissed off, I wake up the next morning and get a coffee, read a book, walk the dogs, it's another day, life moves on. But what if I'm feeling sad and I go to bed sad and I wake up the next morning and I'm still sad? I'm wondering what's going on and I'm still sad. I go to bed sad, up sad. I'm in an interminable loop of sadness. Nothing's throbbing. There's no physical pain. I don't know which pill to pop because there's no physical pain. I'm just sad. Research suggests that when this sadness, a deep sense of emptiness... A lack of purpose lingers for days. That's when we need help. Help comes in many forms and every one of us will respond to different forms of help differently in our own unique way. Sometimes help has to come by way of a trained medical medical professional. See, it is called mental health for a reason. Mental health needs care and attention just as much as physical health needs care and attention. Now here's when this gets personal. Because I have lived amongst and loved people with mental health issues. Now I'm forever grateful that these people were brave enough to recognize that they needed medical help and sought it out. Because if there's one thing that I have learned from the outside is that you cannot force help in someone who doesn't want it. 
it just doesn't work. Not for long anyway. And not in the way that you wanted. Because the mind, remember, it isn't an organ. The mind, remember, is a construct. It's who we think we are. And it's unique. So what works for you, what seems so natural, so logical, so obvious to you, will not look the same for someone else. I've read somewhere about a happiness continuum, a scale, and that we're all moving along that continuum every moment of every day. That same resource had also noted how individuals are hardwired to a certain level on that continuum. And and I just cannot recall like I can't recall many times what exactly that is, but you, you know, again, I'm going to go back to in 2020 Google. Uh, some of us default to the lower end of the happiness continuum, while some of us default to the higher end of this continuum. So most of my moments, me personally, are in that higher end of the happiness continuum. And I think it's that lens that sometimes comes in the way of my ability to be compassionate towards those who default to the other extreme. Remember I said I've lived amongst and loved people struggling with mental health issues? I have to admit that it's hard work to always be compassionate. Even the deepest love isn't always available as an antidote to annoyance when a person living with depression has a down day. I found myself feeling self-pity, anger, annoyance, impatience. There's a whole world of emotions out there while trying to remain supportive of people working through their depression. But the important thing to remember is that all of these moments for me are fleeting What's even more important to remember is that for the other person, they're not. And depression isn't the only kind of mental illness. There's anxiety, you know, the crippling kind, the kind that's called an attack because of how severe it is. There's OCD, the kind where you'll be washing your hands until the skin peels off. As I think about how we respond to mental illness, I wonder if maybe we've gotten this way because of how readily we say I'm depressed, when we're really just deeply sad. And because we're sad, we're able to find ourselves back to feeling like ourselves in time. And that experience perhaps makes us believe that someone who's actually suffering from a mental illness can snap out of it. And then there's the questioning, the wanting to figure out why this happened, you know, and the other set of whys. Why can't they snap out? Why can't they see what I can see so clearly? Why can't they just let it go? Why can't they just go out, talk to people, you know, be with friends, find a hobby, think good thoughts? Why can't they just move on? Experience and seeking out information about mental health has taught me that asking why is an exercise in futility. The best minds continue to remain at work to understand the mind. And the most that we've been able to understand of how the mind works is that there are chemicals in our brain that sometimes go out of whack and that our minds are sometimes powerless to rein in this imbalance and that it needs all the help it can get. That the elusive mind is a piece of work. It is a masterpiece. It's brilliant. 
and that there's always going to be the dark side of the moon. It's just what it is. In ending today's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, I humbly encourage us to really think about compassion. And compassion, might I add, is different from love. Compassion is looking so far outside of ourselves that we see the other person as they are, not as we want them to be, or we need them to be, or we will them to be. A little intentional compassion every day, and we'll always be one step ahead of yesterday. And that's what matters in the end, because there really isn't a quality manual for that fully developed, woke individual now, is there? Before you go, thank you for tuning in. I'm always grateful for your time and for your attention. Take care. Be kind.